We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Bad Life Titans. I'm Matt. With me is Anthony and Tom. And we are three gentlemen that have made bad life choices and ended up Titans fans. Welcome to episode 11. Gentlemen, how are you? Oh, not too bad. I had a had a big day at work, buddy. No phones, no internet. So uh, still, still not worse than being a Titans fan, though. So um, <laughs> outside of all that, doing great anyway. Yeah, nice. Tommy, how you go, mate? Yeah, can't complain. Just a bit of an easy day. Finish up my second assessment for the unit I'm currently doing. So, uh, should be pretty chill for the rest of the week. Yeah, nice. Nice. Right, self, Matty. Oh, yeah, not too bad, mate. Home tonight. I, um, yeah, played golf today and just a bit like the Titans, mate. Two halves. I played absolutely diabolical for. For twelve holes, and then come home two under for five holes. So, oh, just come home with a wet sail. Yeah, mate. Just go leave leave the course, scratching my head, just like the Titans every after every other game. So, <laughs> oh, are you living up to the name? Life is imitating art. That's it. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, it's um, just just sort of. Bit of shitty weather up up at work and shitty weather down here, but I managed to have a, get a nice day. Um, yeah, today up at, up at Tokemo, so that was nice. I bet you, I bet you ran for more than four meters on the course. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, news is a little bit about at the moment. First up, Titans extends Deadly Choices partnership. Uh, the Titans have announced that they will continue their long-standing partnership with Deadly Choices in 2022. Partnership will continue empowering Aboriginal Torres Strait Islanders peoples to make healthy choices for themselves and their families to stop smoking, eat good food, and exercise daily. Um, yeah, it's just another. Another bow and a catch for the Titans. I, I, I've noticed all the all the um, a lot of deadly choices shirts going around. It's Scotty Brands and, and and all the boys. Like, yeah, it's um, they're always out in the community, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Just another another way of getting out of the in the community, and obviously there's a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in the Titans side. So, um, yeah, it's brilliant to see, especially. Obviously, Presto would probably have his hand in it, no doubt. Um, so, nah, yeah, brilliant work as always from from the club. Yeah, I've got to figure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, sorry, mate. League icon 
to the expanded Titans women program, the Titans will make a significant statement in the club's continuing co- commitment to the women's game, announcing the appointment of Karen Murphy as the club's director of female rugby league. The newly created full-time position will see Murphy coach the Titans NRLW team with the role also focused year-round on developing the women's game with our catchment from Logan to Lismore. Former Jularoo's captain had a playing career spanning 15 years that included World Cup campaigns, 24 games for Australia, 20 games for Queensland. Um, a decorated former senior police inspector, Murphy Lewis, leaves the NRL after seven years of service to the game as a senior investigator for the NRL's integrity unit. So, uh, yeah, another good step there for, for the women's for the women's one, and yeah, you know, um, probably probably a bit sad for for old mate. I don't know if he's going to have any any more uh, involvement, but yeah, she's stepping up and and doing that and getting into the, the Northern Rivers uh, catchment is, is is a big big step forward. Yep, no, it's a brilliant brilliant um, uh, coaching appointment for the club. Obviously, as you said, Jamie. Beanie, he did really well um, in his first season and first season for the club. He did really well to get us to the finals. Um, it sounds like in the article, he, he won't be anything Titans related. He'll just be working with the Jillaroos. But um, yeah, Matty Guy joins uh, joins the coaching ranks as well. So uh, it's yeah, two really good coaches to have on board for the second season, which obviously isn't too far away. Yeah, it's good to see. And like I keep um, stressing, I think it's a really good sign that we're doing all this so early in the um, life of the NRLW side. And it shows, you know, this wasn't just a um, a one or two season wonder. Like, we're serious about this. And, you know, it kept, we keep showing it. You know, the squad, we brought up was phenomenal for the first year. And now with that, we've got, um, you know, Matt Guy coming into the club, Karen Murphy coming to the club. Like, it's just massive science for, the, for where we are and what we want to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, moving on, uh, I guess we, we might as well touch on this here. Um, Former Gold Coast Titan Ash Taylor has announced his retirement, revealing the toll of his ongoing injuries. Warriors halfback Ash Taylor has confirmed his retirement due to long-term hip injury, which left him unable to stand up at times. The 27-year-old has battled with the ongoing injury, having both hips repaired following the 2020 season. He's now played his last game. Taylor played 116 games, scoring 18 tries and winning Dalian Rookie of the Year, beating out the likes of Latrell Mitchell and Nathan Cleary. Oh, it was Mitchell in that year, that class too. Shit. Um, the Warriors, yeah, what a class that was. The Warriors called a press conference on Tuesday when Taylor announced the news. Um, I think you have the understanding why we're here today. It's called time on my NRL career through medical advice, Taylor said. Taylor thanked his family, friends, teammates, and the Broncos, Warriors, and Titans for the opportunities they gave him. Who would have thought a little boy from St. George had big dreams to make it to the NRL and to have those dreams come true? I still remember my first game when I was five years old playing for the St. George Dragons all the way to my most recent game for the Warriors. There have been plenty of happy times, some tough times, but I wouldn't be the man I am without those today. 
That's pretty sad. It's like really sad. When he come on, I was looking through um, Ash Taylor highlights today, and it's just yeah, sad. Yeah, really, too. Yeah, it's not not nice to hear. Um, obviously, still pretty young. Um, sort of getting to the age where a lot of halfbacks get into their prime. Um, but yeah, you could tell. You could tell when he first sort of had that injury years ago. His form just completely nosedived. Um, so yeah, it's not surprising. It's obviously taking its toll. Um, similar to similar to another good young Titans half Kane Elgy. He was a yeah. sort of never come back from that knee injury. So um, yeah, it's it's sad to hear, but um, at least now he can sort of get on to his lo- get on with his life and and um, look after his body because obviously. Having a young family, you don't want to want to be having a bung hip by the time, you know, you're hitting your mid, mid sort of life. You don't want to be um, carrying that around. So, uh, but no, nah, always, he brought us plenty of good moments, even though all the, all the sort of shit we talked over the years, but he, he did a lot of good for the club and at 2016 and especially, you'll never forget that. No. Nah. No, no he's just... like the poster child for, for young fellas not signing big deals. Yeah. yeah Sorry, Tommy, what were you saying? I was just going to say, I was just speaking about it today and how, you know, 20, 2017, we all thought um, Ash and Elgie were going to be the, the guys for the club, the guys that would await us to the Premiership and both of them are retired now, which is it's it's strange to think how, and I think that's a sign of how quickly some players' careers can turn. You could be at the top of your game one minute, one or two, three years later, you're you just got to let it go, and you know it's just I don't know, if, I, it's just really shit to see it happen to Ash. Like like you said, Anthony, like as as much crap as we had talked in the past. I think that's just mainly because we know how good of a player he was. And yeah, it just, yeah, I just, I don't know how to feel. I'm just really sad. And, you know, there's, there's a very small part of me that, that wishes and hopes that he might make a comeback, but just the way and what he was saying, I just think it's better off. Yeah. But he just moves on from the game now and, uh, spends most of the time with the family, um, but uh, look, like as like we said, you know, he gave us some phenomenal memories. Twenty sixteen, like we said, you know, and the fact that he beat a class that had Latrell, Cleary, and I think Cody Walker was in that one as well. Like that class yeah. was superb, and you know, it's just unfortunate his career hasn't turned out the same way, but. You know, I, I guess that's just sport. You know, you can be the brightest prospect one year and then the next year you're just shit happens, you know. And, yeah. Uh, it's just another scalpel in uh, Garth Brennan. Yeah. He's ruined, ruined, ruined Kane Elger's career. He's ruined Buddy Ash Taylor's career. 
yeah. um, you know, and, and, you know, I know injuries and whatnot, but, you know, the kid was a superstar under, under um, you Henry. know, Henry. King Henry. And, yeah, and just, like, yeah. Well, it's it's hard to, it's easy to forget, like, it might sound funny now with, obviously, with how he's been with the injury over the last few years, but 20, sort of 2018, 2019, just, or even 2017, like, he was in the, the conversations for origin, you know, Queensland yeah. and halfbacks were sort of struggling, obviously, with Thurston and Cronk sort of on the out. Um it, it was talked about he was going to be the next big thing. And then, obviously, yeah, the injuries and Garth Brennan happened. and um, Well, he, he didn't get that Queensland job. And then he just no. it sort of got to him a bit mentally. And he sort of fell off towards the end of that um, that year, I think. It was 2017 or 2018. Yep. And he, he fell off a cliff and just and, and didn't recover. Until, and then he came back the next year and, you know, the whole... You know, there was the all the rumours about his gambling, um, and and you know that his his misses and all that sort of stuff. Which you know, whatever, it's it's his personal stuff. But yeah, just you know, he's only a kid, and yeah. he's a kid with million, you know, a kid from fucking St George with millions and millions of dollars. Of course, he's gonna have a few troubles. No, and it's easy to forget how good he was, like. 2016 when when LG went down and I remember thinking who the hell is going to be halfback like we've got Ash Taylor but he's played one game and I think he only lasted about 30 minutes or so and it was like oh well there's our season gone you know um but he just he stepped right up and we don't make finals without him that year and then 2017 2018 I think he was from memory one year he was second in try assists, and I think the next year he was either second or third as well. Um, mm. Sort of ahead of guys like Cronk and Thurston and these sorts of guys, he was actually ahead of them on on stats like try assists. So yeah, it, it would have been great to see where he would got would have gotten without without these injuries plaguing him, but still had a hell of a career. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's uh, sad to see, mate. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, gets to, to enjoy life out of footy, and the Gronks leave him alone, and he can just live a happy life. That's it. Probably tear up the bloody Toowoomba League, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do a Kevin Gordon come out? <laughs> He's playing yeah. Old Post Local League. I've seen. So. Oh, mate! As long as he doesn't turn into Kevin Gordon's fucking Instagrammers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shocker. You got to check it out. Any of them. Oh, if you haven't it's, seen it, oh, geez. It's, it's borderline. Like you, you almost need to call the call the authorities on him. He wouldn't look out a place with a white jacket on. No. <laughs> um, okay, so there's a couple of a couple of issues with the feeder. There's been a hit piece from Fox, of course, uh, from Brandy. Alexander believes Titans forward has been overpaid to the tune of 400,000 a season. Yada, 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 yada. He just waffles on, waffles on. And then and then he talks about how we haven't signed any halves and, and whatever. So, um, coincidentally, Feeders for Feeders out for four weeks of injury. 
So that doesn't help. And he's also being chased by uh, the, the Dolphins at Wayne Bennett. It's all happening. Yeah, look, just, just on the Brandy thing, like, uh, we just literally spoke about Nathan Cleary getting beat by Ash Naylor for Rookie of the Year. Nathan Cleary was pretty much dog shit for three, maybe four years. And now he has the nerve to come out and say that we've neglected our halves because Toby Sexton has played 20-odd games and, and isn't quite performing up to standard. Like, mate, stay in your fucking lane. Yeah. And it, even guys like Benji and, and Cooper Cronk on Fox League, they've even said, like, it takes a couple of years for a, a young half to work it out. They're not just going to pick it up and do it with their eyes closed. Like, like you said, all of the good young halves, Clearies and this and that, they've taken years and years to fine-tune their skills. Um, yeah. And for Fida, like, I don't think anyone's debating. I don't think there would be a single person that disagrees. Like, he's obviously is overpaid, but that's not a fault of his, you know. The Titans were prepared to pay it and we wanted yeah. to get him across the line and his next deal won't be anywhere near it, but um, he's 22 years old. Like, give him a break. He's he's still learning the game himself, similar to what we were just saying with the halfbacks. So he's um, – I just think he's not being used correctly, and I think we've said that every every week. We just flat out don't know how to use him. That's – yeah. And, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we signed him – but we went after him one or two years too early. I don't know, but I like I understand what he's saying. Like we had we had Fogarty, and and we seem to be using David a bit better when we had Fogarty. But you know, it's been discussed on the pod that there was a little bit of maybe um, um, ill will within the team towards Fogarty. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm sick of these fucking stories, man. Like, it's just it seems to be they need it. They need to get a quota for stories, so they just put out a for feet a hit piece because it's easy, and the Titans are struggling. That's it. And oh, it's like a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, a staff writer wrote a hit piece on Feeder, and you know, got yeah. half the stats wrong and all that. But like, that's that's the thing I don't think a lot of people are remembering. What what you're seeing now at the Panthers and Nathan Cleary, like I, I don't like I'm not saying we're gonna to get to that stage, but I don't think a lot of people are remembering this wasn't the whole thing that's happening now with the Panthers and how good they are and how good Nathan is, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen within a a season or two. Like Cleary came in in 2016, you know, it took him what four years to make the first grand final in 2020, and then last year he won a grand final. Like it's not like this has been, oh, she came in 2016 or, you know, 2019 and then made the competition his second year in, won a competition his yeah. third year. Yeah. Like, and, you know, to a degree, yes. I said for Fida signing with us was more of a case of, um, you know, it, it was more just to stick it into the Broncos. Like, you know, look at us, we're, improving you know you just lost your best player um and i think it was just again where the club was heading and 
fact that we had Tano coming to the club, like there were a lot more factors yeah. to for feet of sign than what a lot of people like to admit. Um, but yeah, like I just I just feel like a lot of these commentators just it's like anything they like to forget what's actually happened and just you know rub the salt in the wounds when it's oh, things well, going bad. Brandy. But that's Brandy. Like yeah. he's, he's got to he's got to back up his you know he, he of course he forgets about Penrith because he doesn't want to you know he wants to take the he's not going to say oh yeah we, Penrith did the same thing. Yeah, you'd swear he has a job with him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually, it's surprised he put his name to it most times, Fox Sports. As you said, Tom, they put the old staff riders out and they can say whatever they want, really. With Oh, yeah, it's, sort of, it's pathetic. If, yeah. you, if, you're gonna, if, you, if you are going to have the audacity to have a go at a player, have the fucking balls to put your name to that article. Don't, don't be a coward. And so often... Of recent history, that's what it's been like. Yep, yep, that's right. But um, yeah, and then in regards to the Dolphins, yeah, well, I don't don't think that's too much of a shock. They're always gonna gonna come hunting around. Um, yeah, the old the old Bennett factor and this and that. So, um, well, and they're struggling for a marquee signing. Like they they, oh. they can't even sign they can't even sign Reese Walsh. Like <laughs> no. you know, like. So they need to land someone soon, or else they'll be trotting out the bloody the yeah. Redcliffe under bloody nineteen. <laughs> yeah. You you watch. Let's say Fafita does go to the Dolphins. Every commentator, Jono, will say, "Oh, you know, this is such a remarkable signing by the Dolphins." You know, and just fucking yeah. wank over a whole fact that he's going to the Dolphins as Wayne Bennett. You know, everyone will talk up, you know, how amazing this is for the Dolphins. And it's like, bro, you just spent the last fucking two years, probably going to be three years, shit talking shit the Titans for it. Solid yeah, because yeah. of the money. Yep, baby. You know, yeah. I just, like, that's that's the biggest thing I have with people saying Fafita hasn't done this, he hasn't done that. There are, that's, it's not just a case of fucking hand him the ball. you got to have halves. Just a spine in general that's able to give him proper ball. You know, half the half the tries he scored last year was because he did it on his own. Yeah, yeah and, and the other half was because he had guys around if that was able to give him decent ball. That's the thing with Sexton; he's young. He will learn that in due time. Even though the performances were obviously not that ecstatic, with I feel like deep down we all know that eventually we will know yeah, how to do that. Yeah, and if if a feeder stays with us long term, fantastic. If he doesn't, well, we've got some other guys coming through who has a lot of potential. So, you know, Kevin Proctor, baby, you oh, fuck. <laughs> another two years, he can do it. <laughs> two years and seventy six meters combined over the two years. That's what yeah, I was going to say. He might he might accumulate fucking eight meters a game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, man. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, exactly, yeah. buddy. Um, but yeah, no, I think as you said, Tom, it just he's not just going to run over people, and that's what Bo Firma said really well weeks ago. Like, it's the NRL at the end of the day. It's not like he's playing, you know, park footy or uh, the easy league. He's playing against the best players in the world. So, um, yeah, if if Toby can somehow figure it out, and um, that's all we have to do because we obviously we have the arsenal with him there. So. 
it's just about lighting the fuse correctly. So, um, but yeah, if we if we don't happen to keep him, which you'd have to think if we have a, a poor year this year, and yeah, and when he comes back, we don't still don't use him right towards the end of the year. Well, you'd probably probably think he might be walking, but um, I'd love to keep him. That's for sure. So maybe. Oh, 800, 900, maybe eight, 850 at the most, but I'd love to, yeah, love to have him on the team. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Okay, moving on to the review, the Gold Coast Titans lost to the Penrith Panthers 18 points to four at Seabus Super Stadium on uh, Friday afternoon. 18 points to the Panthers from Tago, Cleary and Luai with tries. Nathan Cleary, three for three with a boot. Uh, Greg Vaju, the ghost of Seabus with the try. Toby, zero from one. Um, uh, that's, yeah, like, man, the Panthers were there for the taking. <laughs> they were playing that. You'll never see Penrith play a worse game this year than what they played like, that night. And we were just not good enough to take advantage of it. No, that's exactly right. I, it wasn't the scoreline I think we all predicted. You know, we were all a bit <laughs> a bit uh, shit scared last week in the preview. But um, oh, I think, yeah, Penrith, they, they were terrible in the first half. Um, just errors um, and just passes weren't sticking. And um, But I think we, we did really well to put pressure on them. We were actually, would you believe, we were playing with a bit of guts and enthusiasm in the first half so it was refreshing to see but it's one of those things where you know if you're playing say a team like the Raiders or you know some of the other the games the one of the games against Para like if we put in that effort that we did against Penrith against those teams well we're probably sitting here a little bit higher on the ladder um Yeah, it's just just the same old. I think like we show, showed a lot more heart and a, a bit sort of not as many stupid errors, but um, you know I just don't think we're showing quite enough, obviously. And this week will be you know the Roosters game. It'll show whether we've actually turned a corner in that regards because like you look at the Cowboys and let's be real, on paper they've got a pretty pretty shitty team. Like they're not not a team of superstars by any standard, but they're actually playing with a bit of hunger and, and um, you can tell that, tell they want to be there for finals. So that, you know, they're sitting in third, who would have predicted that? Um, so yeah, I just, a lot of good effort, but second half, just not enough effort. And Penrith, obviously too classy. Yeah, that's right. And it's, Coming coming in tonight's podcast, I was a bit like, oh, you know, I think I can be relatively positive about 
the game. And to, to a degree, I am very proud of the guys. Like, like in the last week's podcast, like you said, Anthony, we were all shitting ourselves. Like, we were thinking that records were going to be broken against us. Like, that's that was what it was like. And the fact that we managed to hold Penrith scoreless for an entire half and being a lead, it just baffles me how you can't, not so much keep them scoreless, but replicate another half to an extent. You know, like the whole year, it's been about a game or two halves and man, we had a really good opportunity to make a statement. Really good opportunity coming off a bad loss and I'm just hoping that that effort they showed on the weekend is something that continues forward because effort will eventually lead to us, I think, playing better. Um, you know, I, just, I don't know. I've, just, I've got so many thoughts in my head and I just keep coming up one at a time. But I just, look, the, story, the moral of the story is it was there for the taking but because we just lack that little bit of spark, that little bit of flair at the moment, attack, which is baffling to see, like with, I haven't seen an attack at like ours for a few years now. And it's just, it's driving me nuts, you know? And I, I guess that's because, you know, we've got a young seven, um, you know, trying to control the game. And then you've got Will Smith, who, let's be real, he hasn't offered much in, in the two games he's played five, eight for us or however many games, you know, like he hasn't offered much. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, it's, it's a weird feeling. I'm proud of the guys, but at the same time, I'm disappointed. Like, the game is there for taking. And, like, we'll talk about it later on. We've now got the Roosters who, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you, you were saying, you know, how, like, they couldn't put in the effort in the second half, and they did, like, this attack, like they should have been 12, 13 points at 14 points up at half time, and they should have scored another three or four tries in the second half. Like, this attack is just fucking lifeless at the moment. Like, it's so hard to watch, man. Just watching them try to attack you, like, it's like an STD. Like, every time I watch an attack, it's like I'm like pissed on fire. It's just so painful to watch. Yeah. <sighs> And I just, I, like, Kevin Proctor was played 48 minutes, made one run for four metres. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? What the like, And he's, like, if he, and that's, if he's only running once in an entire game of football, like, he can just shut down the entire right side. So he is never going to run on that right side. So if the ball comes out to the right, it's immediately going to Patrick Herbert. So, like, there goes your right side attack. Done. Completely, completely fucking done. It's just... I just... That whole game, I just... I was sitting there watching it, just going, this is fucking pathetic. Like... We might as well have been playing the bloody Tigers the way we were playing. Like, who cares? Like, it, it didn't matter who we were playing. We were going to lose that game regardless because we just could not score a point. And 
like the try we scored was just from a bit of freakish, you know, second phase, third phase play. And we just managed to break them down just by desperately keeping the ball alive. There's just no, there's no theory in their attack. There's no, um, they're playing each tackle as its own individual set. There's no, there's no like, there's no building in their attack. There's no like wearing a team down. There's no setting up, set up to set up to set up to set. It's all right, here's a tackle. We're on the 30, let's play this play. All right, we're on the 20, let's play this play. All right, we're fucking 10 metres out, mm, crash ball. Like, there's no... No feel for the game. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're not, there's no game plan. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what it feels like anyway. I'm sure they do have a game plan somewhere, but, like, it just – you watch it and it just looks like a bunch of – well, I mean, they just look like a bunch of kids, like, just throwing the football around. I don't know how they fix it. Like, as you said, Tom, Will Smith offered nothing, and I, I thought he was all right against Parramatta. And there's a lot of people saying that Will Smith was their best on the field. Like, fucking hell, man. Like, I don't that's know about that. Different game. <laughs> yeah. But, like – I just, I think a lot of it too comes down to Campbell not being there, uh, and the way they play the attack with Campbell in the line is almost like having two five eights, and there's a, just that extra attacking threat with so to take the pressure off Toby and 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 AJ, and I, I can't understate like. We have turned like we were looking pretty good for three rounds or two and a half rounds, and then JC breaks his ribs against Canberra at halftime, and from then on in we've looked like shit. So, uh, is it a coincidence? Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it's one hell of a coincidence. And I can't wait for him to come back and AJ go back into the halves, and 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 then yeah, I mean I don't think. I think Tana Boyd, one, the, the limited minutes he got on, he looked really good. His service was good out of dummy half. His passes were crisp. They were in front of the player. Uh, I just don't understand why he's not getting more minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's um, a yeah, good point you made there with JC. Like, um, I didn't even realise until Holbrook sort of said it in the presser. Like, I think he's got a top-choice spine. They've only played... I think the Warriors game and I think the yeah half of the Canberra's game together. Yeah. So um, obviously that's that's not ideal. And probably look at the Raiders. You know they've got a couple of probably two spine members out, and they're they're absolute dog shit at the moment too. So um, I definitely think yeah, because it was sort of it was a tough one. Like everyone called for AJ to go back to one and. I must admit, he, he looked good there and uh, he, he's we all know he's a great fullback and everything like that. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I still think bringing Jaden back when he's had a couple of weeks to sort of build a bit of confidence and um, everything, get some, get some uh, metres in the legs again. I think just having him out there, like, he's just, as you said, another threat that the defence can sort of you know, think, oh, shit, is he going to get it? Like, should we have another man on him? Like, you know, yeah. at, at the moment, Will, Will Smith, like, he did he did an okay job, but it's like, I don't think defences 
are going, you know, oh, shit, is Will Smith going to, you know, run the ball here? Should we, you know, look at him real closely? Like, he's basically yeah. just sort of a guy that's just filling a hole at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely got to get Jaden back soon. And it sounds like from the post-match press conference, he, he will come into calculation soon. So, um, yeah, I think, as you said, our attack just looks absolutely dead at the moment. Like, you know, you reverse back to the first couple of weeks. It was it was beautiful attack, some of the best in the comp. And you just don't know, is it a, a confidence? Is confidence that big of a deal where, you know, Toby looks like he's absolutely gun-shy at the moment? Is it him being gun-shy has just thrown the whole thing out and then Jaden injured as well? And I, I don't know what it is, but... Like it, you know, it seems like our forwards got downfield okay and our wingers are great. And I think it's literally just figuring out those halves, just yeah. hoping they get it together yeah. soon. Yeah, Marzi was good again. Like he, he was just eating meters as, as normal. You know, like obviously there's, there's a lot of positives out of the whole thing. You know, you always take, take that, but. I mean, and, and, you know, you look at the scorecard, if you just look, if you just look straight, you know, like, if you look at the scorecard, you go, oh, wow, you know, 14, uh, 8 8 oh, wow, you know, it must have been a good game. Um, I just don't know what to say, mate. Like, it's just, it's just so disappointing. You know, we, 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 we kept up with them with run meters, you know, they only got, another 40 metres, run metres. Like, post-contact metres were exactly the same. We beat them two line breaks for one. Tackle breaks, 49 to 29. You know, our set distance was the same. Our kick return metres were, were, were roughly the same. Like, our play the ball speed was a lot quicker. We had better, more offloads. I just... We get to the, we get to the red zone and, and we just we just forget how to play footy. I don't know. You know, Penrith made a couple of try-saving tackles, but that's that's what good teams do. It's just, it's just frustrating to watch, and you just see the season slipping away week by week. Yeah, well, especially now that sort of there's a the teams on four points, and then the teams on eight points. So we're already a couple yeah. of points behind, sort of that uh, fringe top eight sort of group where. You know, and you know, now we're technically even equal last. You know, like there's yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. For and against is the only thing that because we had those couple of close games at the start of the year. That's the only thing really stopping us from being last. So um, yeah, it's it's worrying because some of those teams that were below us, like the Dragons, they've shot a couple of wins ahead of us, and the Tigers look like they're actually starting to give a shit now. So. Um, even Bulldogs, they like they're, they're similar to us. They've got a hopeless uh, attack, but they've actually got pretty decent defence. So, um, yeah, it's it's oh, it's not good, especially when we've got you know roosters and we got dragons and then sharks. It's not like we have you know a cruisy couple of weeks to to uh, yeah turn our season around. But yeah, just. Oh, it, Play like you did against Penrith with maybe a bit, bit of fine tuning in the attack, and oh, we could should beat a lot of teams, but 
actually doing it. It's a whole nother story. Yeah. That's that's it. It like you just look at it. If we could play like you did against Panthers effort wise, but play like we did against Eels and Avaiers in the first halves with the attack, like this team can be anything and it it's just so frustrating, like we keep saying, how we had a, a few opportunities that are red zone. And, and let's be honest, that first half, like we've said, we could have been 12, hell, 18 nil up at halftime against the Panthers. You know, and I just, I just can't, you know, I just cannot figure out for the life of me why our attack has just dropped off a cliff. I just can't seem to figure out what's happened. Like, are we just too predictable or is it, like we said, a confidence issue ever since the Raiders game? Like, I just I just don't get it. Because yeah. we have strike, we have strike power all round, you know? Like, it, we shouldn't, like looking at the team list, we should not be struggling to score points, but yet here we are in two two rounds, we've scored eight points. Yeah. 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 It's 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 worrying. Yeah. You know, and it reminds me of um it reminds me of those couple rounds back in 2019. What we went what two, three weeks almost without a single point. Yeah. Like and like I don't want to make comparisons to that squad because that was just uh, that was a horrific horrific year, but it starts to play on your minds like what's what's going on? Like yeah, so I, I think of our attack, I think Tana starting would be a great way for the attack to come back. You know, we said it um just a couple minutes ago in the Panthers game, once he came on. You know, the service at a dummy half was a lot quicker. We looked more sharper. You know, his passing to the player was a lot more efficient for Laren. Um, and I just feel like having someone that can run at a dummy half quickly as well, that's that's the new modern NRL hooker. You know, you need to be quick at a dummy half. You need to be able to get a continuous quick play to balls going. And as we all know, I love Aaron. I love the effort that the guy shows. But even I've come to the point where I'm like, nah, he has to be a ball playing lock at most. Um, and Tana, yeah, I just, I just feel like just put Tana in at nine, get him start running the ball a bit more when the forwards are backtracking or, you know, the forwards are starting to get a bit tired. That's when space will start to open up. That's where AJ will... AJ Campbell, um, for feed, I help Sexton will start to get more confidence, will start to get more involved in the game. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. I don't he offers more out of dummy half, mate. Like, it, it's. Yeah. I know, they want, I know they want Aaron in there because he's a bigger body and, and, and more defense, but what's, what's, you know, like. We just, we need to be scoring points. And we need the ball. Like part of our problem with getting Dave Fafita a good ball is is that no one's getting good ball straight out the bat. And 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 Tana was giving that. Like we, the passes were crisp. The passes were in front. The passes were direct. And and as you said, he's got a lot of speed. Like 
yeah, just we got like I keep trying things, and like Justin keeps saying we've got to keep trying things, but he's trying things is throwing fucking Kevin Proctor on the starting side. Like that's not trying things. That's just being a fucking idiot. Yeah, throw, put Tanner Boyd in the fucking starting row. Or, you know, in, in, in starting at hooker. If, if you got to play someone in five eights, put bloody um, Paul Turner in there. Like if you're gonna try something, fucking try something. Yeah. Yeah, try more than just throwing Fafita into the centers because that week Talakai dominated Manly. Like, it's, you got to be, yeah. you got to try more than that. And yeah, ex- exactly what you said, Tom. I think we're all calling for it last week, and he, he just adds so much more sort of spark around the middle and takes the pressure off already young halves. Like, just having that, you know, you, you think you bring Jaden back and you have Tanner in the middle and all of a sudden you've got sort of like four heart, four playmakers that can all come up with something like rather than I think at the moment, like you've just, as I said, you've just got Will Smith sort of filling a, jo- filling a hole and doing a job. And then Aaron's pretty similar. He's just tackling and, you know, running the ball and, you know, the odd, the odd good pass, but, He's um yeah he he stifles our attack and that that's not a knock on the bloke like he's he's a he's a bloody tough nut and I do I like having him in the side but just dummy half so crucial to a team's success and attack that you know I think Tanner it's a shame we didn't really get a good look look at him he only played about what fifteen minutes if he was lucky but uh, yeah that was just killing me like I, the whole time the whole like that whole first half where we sort of had a bit of a chance I was like bring him on this is the perfect time give him 10-15 minutes now like just try it now try it in the first half when we had a little bit of ascendancy nah but, yeah, um, I've noticed I've noticed a lot with Justin like his rotations like when a game's close and in the balance he seems to think like just keeping the same players out there because they've been doing well, just keeping the same players out there is going to, you know, get us over the line. Whereas yeah. probably probably think the opposite. Like you've got a guy on there with with plenty of speed and sort of spark sitting on the bench, like with, you know, as you said, 10 minutes to go in the first half and, you know, towards the back end of the game in the second half, like you bring him on and that could be the difference. You know, he could be, cutting them straight through the middle of the ruck. But I think by the time we brought him on, Penrith had already jumped in front by, you know, a couple of tries. Yeah, and, you know, the game the game was pretty much over. So they, they Penrith had all the momentum and the the confidence and this and that. So yeah, I think I would have liked to see him named, you know, starting this week. But um obviously we'll get to that in the in the preview next. But um oh, it's at least it's promising he's in the 17 and not not stuck in jumper 22 like he was for about a month or so there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about this, mate. Like, it was a game we could have won. We didn't rinse and repeat. Same as the last fucking eight weeks. Now they're back in business, Moving on to the preview, and this week the Titans travel up to Mackay at BP Prince Stadium to take on the Roosters. 5.30pm this Saturday afternoon. Um, 
and they're pretty much an unnamed, an unchanged side except for Sam McIntyre replacing Dave Fafita, but uh, Kevin Proctor will... Oh, Kevin Proctor starts in the 11. Um, Bo Firma moves to the other side. And they swap sides. I don't know that you just go straight swap. And, uh, yeah, Sam Mack uh, moves into the 17. And... Um, uh, Paddy Herbert is named, despite I think he's suffering a bit of an injury. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think he had a fractured cheekbone, if I'm not not, not mistaken. And the, the Titans sort of, in the injury report, said he'd miss a number of weeks. So uh, either Holbrook's fucked up, and as we know, he, he tends to copy and paste the lineups we always joke about. But um, yeah. That's yeah, that's a weird one. I, I that would have to be changed in the in the late May, or we'd think. You reckon uh, SM Masters is a chance, or are we going to do something stupid and do something stupid? Oh, it's something so, stupid. <laughs> yeah, no one asks <laughs> something stupid, but um, oh, it'll be interesting because I think um, I, I don't watch a lot of Q Cup, but I've heard um, just yeah, scroll on the web that. Uh, Paul Turner, I think they've been playing him sort of, he was at fullback, but now they've sort of shifted into the the centres. So um, I don't know if that's a sort of plan because, you know, we are we are a bit short on centres. Um, they might look to bring him in, but yeah, if not, I, I probably would have liked to see Jojo Fafita given a go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he showed he showed he, he definitely has the talent in the in the Broncos trial. So um yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I don't I honestly don't know where it's gonna end up. Like, you know, maybe Kevin Proctor in the centers. I fuck <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um four meters from the center, let's go. <laughs> four meters and yeah, ten missed tackles, but um Oh yeah, no, to be I, fair, he didn't miss a tackle. Yeah, yeah 36, 36. See, that's why he was too busy defending. Is that brick wall we need in the in the defensive line? So, <laughs> yeah, mate, there's, there's something about Kevin Kevin Proctor and bricks. He uh, he loves them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially with mates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my goodness, mate. Uh, oh, no. oh, look. In all honesty, what what the dream changes for me would be JoJo get it, gets his debut. They boot Proctor out, start McIntyre, and put Masters on the bench for um, second row. Because I was reading um, an article during the off season and the preseason that they've been training Masters to be a second rower, and I think from memory he said he had played a bit of second row. Before and I mean, he he played a bit of it in the offsides match as well, and he looked pretty decent. Like yeah, okay, and in the like ring in the trial as well, he he might have. Did he start? Yeah, I think so. Or I can't remember. Yeah, but like there's there's like that's the thing. Justin's saying let's try different things. Well, that's something different. Bring someone like JoJo who's young has that spark. We sort of miss at the moment. You know, he would bring that. You know, bring McIntyre in for someone that will actually make one, make two 
runs for eight meters at least. Not, Double you know, like, That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Double. Um, and bring Masters in. It can't hurt. Like, I, I'd rather see Masters in at second row for 10 minutes than watch Proctor in second row for 30 minutes because Masters at least would have a bit of a crack. But, um, no. I'd like to watch Casey you, Badger line up at second row to watch fucking Kevin Proctor. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I just found actually, so it said in the, the um, injury report, Patrick Herbert has suffered a fracture of his left cheekbone and is waiting on further opinion from a specialist before a full dive yeah, okay. has to be made. So, right. so he'll be out. Yeah, he, 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 you'd think he'd be out with a, with a cheekbone, oh. a cracked cheekbone. What was wrong with Sami? Why why was he injured? What's, what's up? What's up with him? Not sure. Yeah, he'd come down with that injury. Was it the was it the Parramatta game or was it the it might have been the the Manly game? I think he he did something. I I don't know if it was a, a like a groin complaint or like an ankle complaint. Like it's. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, no, he sort of. I remember. I think it was the Manly game. He he ended up hurting it, and since then he's like he had that one week he come back. But he, um, yeah, obviously he might have aggravated again or something. So um, definitely missing him because he he was one of our best for the start of the year. Yeah, for sure. For sure, you think if he's if he's good to go, he, he'd probably slot in. But yeah, I mean, just looking at our our. At twenty four, you know the top twenty four, and as it's been named, very light on on back rowers. Like it's it's pretty much Kevin Proctor, and, and if SM Masters can play, that's it. Like, yeah, yeah that's what. Even then, like I was just going to bring this up in the preview, but I was in a review, sorry, but I was I was quite impressed with SISA in his return. Yes, um, yes, yeah. Hey. I said it to myself, he'll have a point proven. and he did. He came out and really showed he wanted to be out there, and I'm, I'm glad he got names again this week. And at the very worst, you could put Tano at second row, SASA at lock, if you really wanted yeah. to. Yeah, he, like, he ran with a lot of energy. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, I, I, don't know, I, just, I had a good feeling about SASA, and I'm glad he got... They're not again this week. I know Joloff being injured at the moment would help that, but yeah, he just he looked like he wants to be here. He wants to stay here, and um, if he can have that same energy, that same sort of aggression that he had last week, I mean, I'll, I'll fucking take it every time of week. Yeah. yeah, and it went a lot lot better than his last game against Penrith. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, didn't murder anyone this one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. Looking at the injury report, so apparently it's a knee for Sammy, um, but okay. him and Jolliffe are due back round nine, which is this week. So maybe, maybe they'll Sammy will come straight into maybe center to replace yeah. Herbert. But um, I guess we'll have to probably wait till yeah, just before kickoff to get it confirmed. Can't wait. So yeah, I mean, like the Roosters, and we couldn't have picked them at a worse time too. Like they've just lost two in a row. They just got beat by the Dogs. They are going to be fucking primed for this. 
it's just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's not. It's one of those things you you don't want to play them while they're hot in form, but you also don't want to play them when you know you lost two in a row. Desperate. And yeah. yeah, like Robbo, Trent Robinson's probably going to be like you know, taking taking the firstborns for hostage, you know, to try and fire the players up. Like he, he's going to be desperate. Yeah. Like, like he's he's going to be making sacrifices somewhere along the line, but um. Yeah, it's it, I don't know. I, I don't want to jinx anything. Like they they've looked absolutely terrible. Like yeah, they were rated the best forward pack, and watch them turn it around this week. But you know their forwards haven't looked quite right. They're you know Kiri's probably I don't know if his maybe his head injuries are playing on his mind, and um, even Teddy's probably looked like he's lost half a. Half a yard in pace, but um, as I said, I, I don't want to jinx it. And um, we have a good habit of playing teams back into form. So uh, we can hope we don't do it here, but we just need a, you know, again, we said it last week like rugby league's a simple game. If our forwards roll up their sleeves, do the tough shit through the middle of the pack and actually, you know, show a bit of grit and hunger, and then, you know, our, our Wingers and centers keep doing what they're doing, and if uh, Toby can have a couple of plays here and there to get his confidence back on track, then maybe we might steal one here. But I don't think any of us will be going in with um, a hell of a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. They need to win. Uh, if they don't win, they can pretty much kiss finals goodbye. I'm pretty sure we're pretty much out of finals contention as it is. Um, no Titans team has started two and six and never made finals before. So you can bet your bottom dollar if they lose this week, they will never, they won't play finals this year. No. Yeah, well, well uh, I just, yeah, you go, Tom. Oh, I just want, just want to quickly say, like, our next two games are against teams that are on eight points, like, that has to be the cop that has to be a bit of a conversation. Like you get a win this week, then you go and beat St. George, all of a sudden you've A got it back up to eight points, which will keep you, you know, tracking along to get back into the finals contention. But it'll also stop two teams that are currently on eight points as yeah. well from getting like you gotta Yeah, they're all they're all four point games. Yeah, and that's the thing, like we can beat the Roosters this week. Like, if I play anywhere like I did last week, we should be capitalising on that. And St. George, I just a, I cannot pick St. George for the life of me at the moment. But it's just like we have two really good opportunities to make up points and to stop two teams that are doing quite well. Like, we have that opportunity. It's just we just need to turn something around and I'm I'm nearly at a point where I, I just feel like uh finals is done this year. It's just development for the next year. You know, that's what it feels yeah. like almost. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's how we're all they're all feeling like because you look at it and you probably have to win, you know, 12, 13 games to to make it to the finals. And with with how close like I, I don't know if yeah, it's yet to be seen whether it continues, but the competition definitely seems a little bit closer this year. So there's not the 
you know, real crap, crap teams. And then, you know, it's that there's a lot of teams on eight points at the moment. And um, like you look at it and like the doggies who are below us, they've, they've got Canberra this week. So one of them teams, if, if we don't win this week, one of them teams are going to leap us. Um, and then, you know, doggies and Newcastle play next week. So, you know, if, if the Knights win that and the doggies win this week, like, we might be all by ourselves on four points. Like it's, it's definitely getting to the point where it's not only about just trying to stay in finals reach. It's about bloody hell. We could, we could be near the bottom within a couple of weeks by round 10. We could be just about sitting last. If, um, if Newcastle suddenly find a way to pull their, pull their finger out. So it's, it's real worrying at the moment. Yeah. Mm. There it is. <laughs> oh, enough about that. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> just get a win. Just get a freaking win. I don't care how you need to do it. Just get a win, boys. Yep. All right. Have we got any good questions? Yeah. Yep. Got a, got a few this week. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump straight into them and, yeah, remember to send them in every every uh, Wednesday, Arvo, before the pod. Um, but we've got, got our mate, uh, Emma underscore TR4 underscore Rhinos, um, all the way from the UK. Um, she says, do you think Sexton needs dropping from the lineup? No. He just needs time. He just... He doesn't need dropping from the lineup. He just needs he needs a game plan, and um, yeah, he'll be right. Who are you going to replace him with? That's it. I we have no backups. So if Shat, if that fuller kid hadn't got hadn't busted his knee, probably him. But like, that's the thing. I think I, I think a few people are forgetting, including myself. When you look at, you know, your halves did really well. They weren't these miraculously amazing halves within a season. And like we keep, keep saying every podcast now, Benji and Kronk said that and had the most clear evidence of that. You know, they're two of the greatest halves to play the game, but they weren't killing teams my front and center when I first came in. Yeah. You know, and I, like... I truly believe Sexton can be the guy for us and, you know, exceed the expectations that we have for him. But, you know, it's just, just time. And uh, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm sort of, there's 90, 95% of me says keep him in the squad and there's a 5% of me that says maybe a week or two would benefit him. But, again, we don't have another seven or a legitimate seven that can come in and do the job. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think dropping him is the answer. Like um, it, it can, it's a dangerous game. Like you said, it. you think, oh, maybe give him a few weeks in the Q cup to build a bit of confidence, but it, it, it's also that fine line where you drop him. That can crush a kid. Like, 
yeah. you know, can absolutely kill his confidence to, yeah, it, it drop into Q cups, basically saying, you know, you, you're not doing the job. We don't believe in you at the moment. Like, it's it's a tough one. I remember we did it with Ash Taylor. Um, speaking of the man this week, um, we did it with Ash Taylor, I think. Was it last year or it might have been the year before? We we dropped him for a few weeks to Q Cup, brought him back, and sort of nothing had changed. Um, yeah. So it's not always the answer, but um, yeah, I, I don't think dropping him's the answer. You just got to unfortunately play the long game until he till he works out the NRL a bit more, and um, yeah, because he, he's shown like the first few weeks, he, his kicking game, like he was putting putting um, goal line kicks right on the try line and he was, you know, forcing repeat sets. And um, I think he obviously still has it in him. So it's just about giving him some time and um, maybe, you know, if the end of the year comes and he's still still not hitting his strides, then you might need to have some conversations. But I think this year you've just got to back him and, He'll turn it around. I've I've confidence he'll turn it around. Yeah. Um. So um, go to our second questions. Um. Uh. From at Mads GCT. Uh. What is your take on the Penrith game? Um. You're up in the first half to an undefeated team, then fall away in the second. Uh. Why do you think that is? Um. And do we have what it takes to be in the the top eight? Um, I think we covered enough ones and do we have what it takes to be the top eight at the moment? I don't think we do. And that's... No. That sucks. I thought we did at the start of the year and now at the moment, I don't think we do. It's going to be up to Justin to prove and turn him around and see if we do. We've definitely got the cattle. We've got the team to do it, but they're, just, they're not playing like a top eight side. Getting an hour on ahead. I've got nothing to add to that, honestly. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree too. Like, at the moment, you'd say no. Like, you know, start of the year, you know, lost to Pen, uh, Parramatta. You thought, oh, yeah, you know, that, that team's it's still going to, you know, we, we competed with Para. We're still going to be, you know, in the conversation for, you know, the top six, top seven, but at the moment, you you do you couldn't say yes. You couldn't say yes that we deserve to be in finals. Like, you look at that top eight at the moment, like the way they're all playing, there's no way we're better than them. You know, the Cowboys, they put a number on us and the Bunnies and, you know, it's just, I, I can't see us, um, can't see us making it at the moment and, Another couple of losses. If we lose these next two games, you, you definitely put a pen, put a pen through it then. So oh, not even that, mate. If we lose this game, we're done. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you're if you're two and eight to in the first or two two and uh, seven, seven by the end of this weekend, buddy, that's that's heading into wooden spoon territory, unfortunately. So. Um, the the pressure's definitely got to be on. Like, it's amazing. I haven't seen more articles about it. There's been there's been a few, but um, I think it's just lucky that the, the Knights and earlier in the year the Tigers were sort of taking some heat off us. But 
bloody hell, the, the blowtorch will definitely be on soon. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go to our last question, fitting end to the podcast this week um, from our mate Trent, uh, Trent Wall. There's uh, not a question, but we'd love to hear your favourite Ash Taylor moments. I, I look, I can't, I don't have a specific one apart from the, the field goal um, against South. I think it's just his 2016 season, pretty much. Um, we burst onto the scene, right? One rookie of the year, um, and just captured captured the the heart of, of all of all of the Gold Coast and led us to the finals with him and Tyrone Roberts. And yeah, I mean, how could you forget that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I I think for me, it would have been the game against Cronulla Sharks in 2017 where we just put an absolute clinic performance on them and um, just we dismantled the Premiers that year. Um, he looked sensational. And I think after that game, a lot of us really thought, shit, this team has got to be serious. And then obviously it went down to Gurkla very quickly, but that game is a standout game for me. And yeah, it just... It just sucks so much. Yeah, it's um, yeah, hard to think of like, as you said, specific moments. But um, yeah, I think uh, it was also a Penrith game, twenty sixteen, Panthers Stadium, and I remember there was about yeah nine minutes to go, and I think he he threw a show and go and scored to level the scores. He, he kicked the goal, and then um, yeah, he, he he had a hand in you know, scoring our last try. I think he picked up a knock-on from Peachy and another Titans legend. Um, and, yeah, sort of uh, ran away and gave it to, I think, Nathan Davis. Is that – I think that's the tall, lanky centre we used to have. So, um, that that was a good game for me that showed, you know, he, he does have that in the field goal against South in 2016 as well. Them two games sort of showed that, he had the clutch sort of mentality in him, but um, yeah, probably playing with a, a terrible team for a few years and um, under a terrible coach there towards the end of his Titans career. Like, um, yeah, obviously didn't help, but they're probably obviously two of the memories that stand out for me. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the last question for this week, anyway. So yeah, as I said, definitely sad. send them in. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sad. it's very sad. Quite <laughs> <laughs> sad and mad. But, um, I'm sick of, uh, sick of being sad. These these fucking <laughs> fucking pull heads in. I'm fucking over it. That's what I think we said. The yeah, I think the podcast has got it, gotten slowly more depressing every week. I think we we started with a bit of a pep in our step, but um. Yeah, it's very quickly turned to, you know, we uh, we might belong on like ABC radio at like 11 p.m. very soon, putting people to sleep. So I, don't know, I, hope, I hope we're keeping it exciting, but you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, getting... I think, I think, I think I'm going to be put on fucking psych watch soon. They keep going like they go. Yeah. I don't know. I think you, you last week, you improved on last week, I think. You, you sort of got it out of your system, I think, so... 
well, hopefully we can turn it around this week and we can come on a bit bit happier, but buddy, yeah. I can just see Robbo will be whipping him into shape, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean they they've been pretty average. Teddy's been pretty average. Um we can only hope that they're in as bad of a form slump as we are and we're just coming out of it and they're, they're going into the depths of it. Yep. No, that's it. Exactly. And, yeah, McCoy, it's uh, it's pretty much Gold Coast region, isn't it? We can, we'll can we'll take McCoy. So, um... I mean, it's closer <laughs> to the Gold Coast than it is to Sydney. That's right. It's... Um... <laughs> It's um it's close enough to the beach, so we'll um yeah hopefully we can take it to our heartland and um get the victory. It's probably what yeah it'd be eight hours drive, I'd say, from the Gold Coast to fucking Mackay. So it's almost we're almost exactly bang in the middle of Sydney and Mackay. I think it might even be more. I'd love to know actually because here it's about six hours from Bundy. So, oh really? Oh well, then it's 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 a good ten hour drive there. Yeah, it'd be ten eleven hours, I think. So, um, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, a bit of a weird one, Mackay. I didn't even realise till I checked the checked the draw, but um, yeah. Oh mate, it, Jesus Christ! So from to Mackay Central to to Seabus Super Stadium is eleven hours and twenty five minutes drive. <laughs> Jeez. There you go. Yeah, and you you get to you get to you get to Goulburn before you got to Mackay. Jesus, there you go. Yeah, so it's not not yeah. exactly Northern Rivers. Mackay's not Northern Rivers. Yeah, I think it's slightly out of our catchment area. <laughs> uh, we'll take uh... Queenslander, baby. Yeah, mate. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that'll do us for episode 11. Uh, thank you very much for, for listening in. And if you're still sticking by us, thank you very much because it's been tough. Um, don't forget, you can interact with us at Bad Life Titans, um, Tommy at Jet Zero, at Jetso underscore 10, and Anthony at Anthony underscore GC, and myself at Hammers H4MMERZ. Don't forget to hit our good friend up at the Biggest Tiger and Sports Best Friend Podcast Network. Um, thank you very much for listening in again, and fingers crossed for this weekend. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.